Hello, hello, and greetings, my fellow viewers. Today, in this podcast episode, I will be talking about the healthcare system, actually. I know this is not my area of expertise, but I have a source to cite for this specific podcast, which I would include in my description for the podcast episode. Now, to continue, what do I mean by talking about the healthcare? In specific, I'm talking about the healthcare in the United States. Now, from this article, as it is sourced back in the 2018 year date, it has been mentioning that uh, healthcare is a mess in the United States. And this I'm aware of because I'm a victim of that mess. As, you know, my family, as you can say, is somewhat experiencing that technicality. But, you know, I shouldn't say that just from my end. I know it's a mess for the entire society of the United States. So, yeah, I can tell you that it is a mess, yes. I'm going to expand more on it, but I got to first make it clear that, you know, when people can't afford something initially, it individually aggregates it under what amounts to a tax, which is what we're already doing right now by paying taxes. And it's not getting any better, to be honest, because inflation is rising. Gas prices, I've heard, are getting, you know, skyrocketed prices and um, as well as the whole Ukraine and Russia war which is making things worse for everybody in the long run which in turn is actually influencing the uh, the gas price hike because Russia and Ukraine actually I should say Russia it actually controls part of the oil uh, economy so that things that makes things worse actually but again that's not you know my area of expertise as I've only heard and read such news but again, my topic of discussion here is the healthcare problem. Now, again, to fix this, there's many multiple ways to fix it. One of them I'm going to name you is uh, have some new player enter the market at a massive scale. And I'm hinting at Amazon because Amazon is really, really staking up the, the competition at the moment because... Uh, they've already tried to enter the, the pharmaceutical system and they've already actually started to ship out um, meds, you know, medical drugs, all that for people in need and ship it right at their door. So I've also, you know, witnesses because I tried to sign up. But again, it's a business, as you know what it is, Amazon, that they do. They're going to charge you, obviously, some extra fees. But with Prime, that makes things a little easier for Prime members, as I am a Prime member. But I just tried to touch base on the feature itself. So, again, I, I'm not subscribed to that stuff. I just can tell you that it, that stuff really does work, as they tried to request information, and it's legitimate, you know, it's not a fake shenanigan, which, whatever you call it. It's a real business that Amazon is trying to start up in the healthcare system and Amazon but from what I can tell yes they have the power to completely revamp the healthcare market but they're not doing it alone as a uh, they've partnered where they've partnered sorry they've partnered with JP Morgan and Berkshire Hathaway that could potentially revolutionize the healthcare system if they move forward with this but Again, this news is from the 2018 year, so I don't know what's going on with that. So, as you can see, Amazon has already abused its power. You know what I mean? So, 
they've really tried to monopolize their system out there. Which I'm not saying is bad, but this could be a future, you know, competitive advantage for Amazon themselves. But uh, probably not for anybody else. <clears throat> now, I want to continue to elaborate on the real healthcare problem that I'm going to be talking about. Is both the political parties in the U.S., which I'm talking about are Republic and Democratic here, are focused on the issue of control, Right? And not at all on the real healthcare problem, which is the cost-benefit analysis that I'm referring to is many, many, many years been plaguing the United States as is number one on the list for the cost. And I'm talking about how expensive it is for healthcare. And I'm not saying this just out of proof. I'm talking about this is real stats that I'm going to mention. And my uh, citation, as you can say, from the World Health Organization, also known as WHO rankings, okay? And let me put this out there. This information that I found today, well, yes, today, I have been talking about for this podcast episode was actually through my college. Um, this article was found through my college homework, <laughs> ironically. that I didn't know about it myself until I actually read it, and it was very interesting. So, I do recommend you read it, as it is very entertaining, and definitely thought-provoking into, you know, getting yourself into knowing um, how bad the situation is, okay? Now, uh, what else am I forgetting? Yes, uh, there's actually more stats to this with the healthcare, so again, like I mentioned, it's actually number one. On the bullet on cost for how expensive it is, okay, for healthcare in the United States, but it ranks a number 72 on performance, okay. Now, performance wise, and I'm assuming the features and how critical they can assess their, you know, benefits, I should say, for healthcare is again number 72, but compared to other countries, it's really looking bad actually so america again is 72 on number on performance countries like um france is actually ranked number four on performance and number four on cost it's state sponsored system by the way from for that you know situation however italy to be noted outperforms throughout france here on number three on performance and number 11 on cost okay so just to get this clear on the cost, if it's highest, which it is for the United States, it's bad. If it's the lowest on cost, that's good. But for performance, the higher, the better, alright? Not to mix things up here. Another example to be compared with the United States is Saudi Arabia, which is ranked on number 10 for performance and number 63 on the cost. Okay, so that's what I wanted to clear out. And... To be quoting here, so using President Trump's winning rhetoric when it comes to healthcare, the United States not only is not winning, but also is arguably behind the world on cost benefit. Even North Korea is better aligned than the United States. It is number 172 on cost and number 153 on performance. Now, they don't really get much, but they do pay even less. So I guess that's that goes to say. Cost-effective-wise, that pretty much says that even North Koreans could do better. Alright. 
even with all the technology we have in the United States, we still suck at healthcare. That's the real issue, alright? Now, even with Obamacare, it doesn't fix the sucking part or the cost part. It just shifted the bill elsewhere, which I can attest to that because uh, Obamacare was really not worth it, to be honest. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> to continue onward, you know, we're paying more for less coverage, in a sense. Now, that doesn't apply to everybody, obviously. That applies to the ones actually paying, not the ones that are already covered for free. And, uh, yeah, elections is basically screwing us up in the healthcare system. And they're not doing much to fix it. Now, to talk about Amazon now, how they can help, you know, Jeff Bezos is not a rocket scientist, okay? He understands that, you know, the government probably might not step it up to solve the situation because they're probably handled with a bunch of other, you know, issues already, like the whole Ukrainian war and all that BS. But for Amazon to step in, they can really, you know, make a change. They could be a game changer here in this uh, whole healthcare system. And I can attest that, you know, Amazon, knowing it's already a growing monopoly, they can probably do something for a fact because they have so much resources allocated for this stuff, you know. And they can definitely reduce the cost of healthcare massively through uh, better record management, you know, implementation of aggressive artificial intelligence-based diagnosis because, you know, Amazon has that type of resource available. They can use their AIs to better, you know, scale the system to their, uh, you know, power to us and align with us and our needs. And uh, they can just do things more effectively, you know. Um, yeah, they could have access to all their records and then improve us or improve our society, I should say, in a better generic sense. In a long term, it would help out. You know, although it would be Amazon controlled and Amazon regulated, but, you know, there is to say that there is a gain to gain from here. There's not, you know, more losses, you know. It's worth a shot if Amazon can have the power to really step in and, you know, revolutionize it. As I'm pretty sure they already have because this article is based on 2018. So it's 2022 and they've already started a... Uh, Shipping out medications from Amazon. So I guess I should say they've been doing it. <laughs> but the change will be very slow and rather accumulative. As uh, again, healthcare is a very big system and concept to talk about. So Amazon will have to tackle this very progressively. And to outperform the other countries will also take time. As we're ranked pretty badly, you know. Uh, but that's the pros of Amazon. Now let me talk about the cons here. You know, Amazon already has an inordinate amount of power as quoted by this article here, which I will again include in the description. And there actually has been signs of organizational abuse. Okay, I don't know what that means, but I'll elaborate from what this article is saying. So there's been a series of charges on a little used credit card and Amazon suddenly dropped me with no warning back into the pre-echo dark ages. I'm still rebuilding the damage it did even though it reinstated me last year. So this is saying that this is somebody's personal testament to what happened to them. Okay. Now. Okay. So let me include more information here. Uh, 
Um, again, there's been some disputes with Amazon, which I'm not surprised here at all. As with any great company comes great, you know, sacrifices and great losses with customer service, with more of their customers, IT, uh, again, more with communication, but that's going to happen, you know. So, you know, if Amazon can handle their customer controls better, maybe they could, you know, rebuild better and faster, knowing that you won't have a heart attack next time you see a Amazon bill on your bill, you know. And the level of control can be handled better, I would say, if they can definitely fix that. But as for me, even though I have Amazon Prime, I've never really had that issue. Although, um, I can't say that for everybody as uh, my situation is very objective, only to me. As I cannot say that for everybody else that has Amazon Prime. Again, uh, I have, you know, good experience with Amazon. Although there's, you know, late packages, uh, delays, but... I guess that has to be accounted for along with whole, you know, the weather situation outside in America and let alone the whole unemployment situation already going on in present. So I won't criticize Amazon anymore. But I will account for the fact that there are more problems with Amazon as said by this article. Uh, one of them is that the union is very tough to establish in Amazon as I've already heard and read. So Amazon is very strict with the unionization of its workers. So they really don't want anybody, like anybody at all in Amazon, unionizing at all for some reason. Okay. I really don't see the issue. Like why? I get it can cost a lot of money for Amazon in the long term if a union does become established. But, you know, if they're going to pose that issue amongst their workers... That doesn't account for their, you know, work environment. Because if they can have a union, then doesn't that mean the workers themselves don't feel very comfortable working there? But again, I don't work there, so I don't know. I'm just telling you and what I feel, what can happen, okay? Um, but yeah, um, uh, with that, you know, Amazon has been literally been moving and... Distributing its business in massive amounts of areas, including the United States, New York City, uh, I don't know, Oklahoma, California. They've been trying to establish warehouses for work. And, uh, and uh, pharmaceutical-wise, they can definitely uh, help with the, the whole healthcare system issue. But, you know, Amazon is still looking to distribute and spread their business. Um... Again, the laws might be also causing a problem for Amazon to really set themselves out there as the government is really strict on uh, real estate and how far this business can spread. As I've literally all, like already seen uh, so many Amazon warehouses in my area in LIC. Not in Queens specifically, but you know around where I live, but I should say in my neighborhood and where I travel and commute to. I've already seen one in LIC. Forest Hills, Hillside, you name it. There's been probably a lot more I'm not mentioning. But uh, as time goes on, you know, it could spread more broadly to the overall business. So bringing up the service to a market just will provide many more resources to establish for other businesses to help out, you know, society that's already in need of such really bad health care. So they might really need to step it up a bit. But, you know, to overall, to wrap it up, we're living on a bleeding edge, if you know what I mean. 
So there's a bunch of billionaires who live on like that, but you know, concerned with profits, aggressively pushing expansion away from one disaster. But you know, that's life of the rich. Elon Musk, Richard Branson, Jeff Bezos—they're all playing a high-stakes game of musical chairs. You know, each pushing the envelope in terms of investment, expansion, and risk. And look where it got them. The stocks always show their values open. Oh, oh sorry. Their stocks values always show uh, their company value always depreciating and getting bigger and better. But it's always up and down on the graphs, you know. Again, that's how they play it out. And, well, as for Amazon... This can be offsetting some pressure from the LGBT community as they can really, you know, pose a problem for its location-wise that I'm mentioning here. So, that's also an issue. So, some communities don't like the fact that uh, Amazon is spreading outwards, like so. But, overall, I just gotta say that, you know, Amazon moving into the healthcare system is a very aggressive move. But it's not impossible. They could probably, you know, manage this knowing how far they progressed. Knowing how far Amazon started back at a garage, I believe. And now look at how big it is. So if they can handle this and they can handle that from a very near impossible situation, just doing this simple, you know, Addition in their business will be just like a child's play. Potentially, if they could fix healthcare, they could fix a bunch of people's situations. So, yeah, you know, good talk. And I wouldn't have this whole podcast episode if it weren't for my uh, college class. Um, again, no one knows the class I'm taking, but I'll just, you know, put it out there. I'm taking information systems. Uh, the class code is IS350. It's asynchronous, meaning it's online. Um, it's based on business processes and uh, up-and-coming trends that I'm already learning about like today. Like this one right here. Based on the title as said, Amazon's Soaring Healthcare Ambition, The Promise and the Problem. By Rob Enderly, February 5th, 2018, released at 10.57 a.m. PT on the website called TechBuzz Tech News World. So yeah, that was my uh, encounter with this article, which I found very informative and very brief, but informative, yes. And I'll definitely put the link in the bio, or at least a description. And you know, read into it. Never know, might learn a thing or two as I did today after reading this article. And yes, that class I was mentioning, IS350, I belong to CUNY, so I'm a CUNY student. And the college I go to is CUNY SPS. It is short for CUNY School of Professional Studies, which is part of the Graduate Center. Do look it up, you know, see if you want to join for anybody that's a younger audience. This might be a great fit for you. And I leave my podcast episode here. And farewell, folks. I'll see you next episode. Goodbye.